didn't see you there. Would you guys like to set sail on this ocean of flavor with me? I'll be your captain. I'm Steve Harrington. And I'm Colin. And I'm Whitney. And this is Scoops Ahoy, a Stranger Things podcast, where we go week by week, chapter by chapter, taking a look at every single episode of Stranger Things. We started with season one. We've made it all the way through season four. And now we are in the deep, dark void of the wait for season five. So to entertain our masses in the meantime, Colin and I are doing, you know, special little episodes. And this week we have our top five one-liners from all of Stranger Things. Yeah. And we each have a list and we got a ton of emails, people sending in their own lists. And then we also had some additional emails at the end, including a Harriet music dinner costume update. So we will get to that at the end, but let's just, let's just jump right in. All right. What's your number five? So my number five was the very first ever best line superlative from the very first episode. (laughs) It's still one of my favorite quotes of the entire series. I know what it is. So season one, episode one, Karen and the Wheeler family are sitting around at dinner and everybody seemed really upset except for Ted, lovely husband, Ted. (laughs) So Karen says, I hope you're enjoying your chicken, Ted. I don't know. I don't know why I love it so much. I thought, I honestly thought this would be your number one. (laughs) That's how much I know you love it. Like I thought this would be your number one for sure. Number four from episode three of season one, when Hopper and Powell walk into the library to do some research on MK ultra run into Marissa, the librarian who is none too happy to see Hopper and says, You could have at least called, said, Marissa, hey, it's not going to work out. Sorry I wasted your time. I'm a dick. (laughs) I love how she says it. Oh, yeah. It's just so so deadpan. Yeah, but it just, like, it runs together as she says it out of her mouth. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, I love it. In contrast to that is my number three, which was from episode eight of season one. And this was when the kids were at school this is after the whole bathtub thing with Elle and everybody mm-hmm. has kind of gone off to follow their missions. And Dustin decides it's time to raid the cafeteria. And he opens up the fridge in the cafeteria and says, Mike, I found a chocolate bunny. And I still love that. I think that was one of my best lines too, for, I think for that episode. And it's just the way his voice cracks. And I still can't get over the fact that those pudding cups were in like metal, like tuna cans. Yeah, that's how they were. Snack pack pudding cups. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like they were just in metal? Like Yeah, it was like a it was like an aluminum, a little aluminum can, half the size of a Coke can, kind of. Yeah. That's crazy. Hmm. Okay, my number two from episode six of season two. This is in Murray's warehouse, which is um taking place the morning after Nancy and Jonathan Colin, we have young ears. It was a literally a laugh out loud moment with Murray and they're sitting around the table. So, Jonathan, how was the pullout? <laughs> it just, it just great. I feel like Murray is your spirit animal. You love yeah, him so much. I do love Murray quite a bit. Yep. And my number one from episode one of season three. Drum roll. Robin, my favorite. When Mike and the gang come into Scoops Ahoy, this was when they come in to get him to sneak them through the back hallways into the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Robin sees all the kid coming, all the kids coming, and says, <laughs> "Hey, Dingus, your children are here." 
So that could not be not my number one. I just love my. Well, you just, can't, you can't beat season three, Robin. Oh, she's just so great. And Dingus has got to be one of my favorite mm-hmm. words. So. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So that's me. Okay. So my number five, starting with number five, I've got season two, episode one, and it is Keith in the arcade when he's trying to get Mike to get him a date with Nancy Yes. And Dustin thinks he's just going to spread his nasty rash to the whole Wheeler family. Right. Acne isn't a rash and it isn't contagious, you prepubescent waste away. Oh, I'm a waste. That's, that's just so 80s, too. I just love the, the waste-oid. Yeah. Like, it's just like, it's about as cliche as like tubular. Or, right, exactly. You yeah. know? Yeah. So but he made it work. Was, he made it work, though. He like, did. He did. I love that actor. He's actually yeah. really funny. Yeah. Um, number four is season one episode seven and i use this gif quite often and it is when brenner is closing in on the kids and he pops his head into the kitchen where karen's standing and he's like oh mike yes mike sorry yes if anyone asks where i am i've left the country i use that gif all the time in text messages so number three it's more than a one-liner but i couldn't help it because it's one of my faves it's season two episode six it's when steve and dustin are on the train tracks and steve gives him his whole little rundown it's fabergé organics use the shampoo and the conditioner and when your hair is damp it's not wet okay when it's damp damp do four puffs of the fair faucet spray and my number two and number one colin actually guessed them but he had them backwards so my number two comes from season one, episode one. And of course, it is my beloved Hopper, who, by the way, folks, I saw David Harbour in New York City at Comic-Con. I was very, very close to him. He came on stage to introduce his new movie, Violent Night, which I saw. It's not appropriate for children, but it is hilarious. And it was amazing. I was in the same room with Hopper. That's pretty cool. Yes. Anyway, so it is... Of course. Flo, Flo, we've discussed this. Mornings are for coffee and contemplation. Coffee and contemplation, Flo. And I I could have sworn that was your number one. Yeah. No, no. And my number one is something that Evie and I say a lot. And it is when Hopper is yelling at Mike when he's trying to get him out of the house to take him home and he's lied about Nana. Nothing. There's nothing wrong with Nana. <laughs> it's just how he yells it. <laughs> it is like good. my, it's my favorite line out of all Stranger Things. So. I love it. Okay. So there's ours. So that took about three mm-hmm. minutes now. Let's get into it. Yeah. Okay. So we have emails from a bunch of people. We'll start with Ashley who wrote in number five was from episode eight of season four. And this was Eddie really quickly after they steal the RV and they're wondering who's going to drive. Harrington's got her. Don't you big boy. And that was, that was an improv line too, I think. Right. Isn't it? Was. Talk- yeah, it was yes. an improv line. Yep. I yes. love it because you can see Steve's face. He wasn't expecting it or right. uh, Joe yeah. Carey's face. He looks oh, yeah, at yeah, yeah. him. Yeah, that's right. They kept it in. Number four, not exactly a one liner, but it is kind of the ultimate stranger things. One line, one line, line. Oh, you mean like it's not a one-liner because it's not funny? It's not really funny, but it is. Oh, no, I think it disqualifies. It's an iconic, and I Mm -hmm. I love the line. So this is Dustin after Elle takes care of uh, Troy and his little douche buddy at the Mm -hmm. quarry. 
He's our friend and he's crazy. Yeah, I mean, just such an iconic Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. Line, so, yeah. Uh, number three was season three, episode six, and this is this is one of your favorite lines. Too. It is, yeah. I remember this was this was one of my favorites. So this is Joyce after Hopper calls Owen's hotline at the Philadelphia Public Library. Then Joyce calls back and and tells the guy, Philadelphia Public Library. Yes, hello. Uh, this is uh, Antique Chariot's partner, Wheelbarrow. Well, why does she think Wheelbarrow? I don't know, but it's funny. Going playing off a chariot, maybe some kind yeah. of yeah wheels yes. something <laughs> number two for ashley was season four episode seven and this was after uh when the police come over to interrogate the kids and they go through and they interview max and callahan comes out and realizes he made a big mistake honestly shouldn't have gone with her first she's like kind of mean i'm telling you callahan does not get enough screen time i love him and i think he's funny in every single scene he's in Number one for Ashley was season four, episode eight. And this is right at the start of the episode when Nancy is under Vecna's spell and the whole gang is kind of rummaging around the room in, <laughs> in Eddie's room. In Eddie's room. This is that yes. was Ashley, who also added, there are so many one-liners and funny lines from Stranger Things that I have a bonus line, if you don't mind. Of course not. Why not? And this is... Mike, when he skips uh, school to stay home with Elle and then Karen and Holly, uh, you know, come back earlier than they thought. And mm -hmm. Karen, Karen asked why, you know, he stayed home and didn't say anything to her. And, and Mike says, I just, I don't feel good. I woke up and my head, it really hurt bad. And my throat was all scratchy. And I wanted to tell you, but the last time I told you I was sick, you made me go to school anyway. And Michael. Yeah. Ashley says it makes me laugh every time. And that's my top five for funniest lines. Hopefully you all will do this top five category again, but there's certainly more where that came from. <laughs> Take care, Ashley. Yeah, we should, we could do a. Yeah, we could do a part two. Number six through 10. Yeah, yeah really. Yeah. So next up, we have an email from Finn and he gives us his top five lines. Some of them are repeats. So I'm going to go with number five. It's from season three, episode two. And it's Mike when he, Lucas and Will run into L and max at the ball also we're here to get a gift for you we just we couldn't find anything that suited you and i only have like three dollars and fifty cents so it's hard um he also number four was season two episode one it's when steve's at the holland's house for dinner with nancy and it's real awkward because nancy goes to the bathroom and steve's just sitting there with barb's parents and he's like oh eating the kfc yes his finger looking good which makes sense, so sure. Because it is. And yeah. number three, Finn agreed with me on if anyone asks where I am, I've left the country. Number two, he's got season four, episode three, and it's the whole scene with Jonathan and Argyle when they're high as can be. I mean, the grand scheme of things, just a little blip. That's a funny word, man. Blip, 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 blip. And his number one is from season three, episode five. And this is actually very good because this scene always does make me laugh. It's when Hopper's at the gas station and he takes the Todd father. Todd, listen to me. That man in there, I know he doesn't look it, but he is one of the most dangerous men in the world he's uh 
murdered many children. Right. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Sam wrote in Sam at number five was episode seven of season one. And this was Dustin when he's trying to get the answers from Mr. Clark, when he calls Mr. Clark about the sensory deprivation tank and Mr. Clark's on the date. Mr. Clark's kind of hedging a little bit. And Dustin is like, you always say we should never stop being curious to always open any curiosity door we find. Dustin, why are you keeping this curiosity door locked? Number four was episode nine of season two. And this is L. This is after the lost sister episode. And she comes back and Hopper and her and after after everything else has happened. And Hopper's kind of talking to her about her new look. And she just says it's bitch. Which is not appropriate language, but you know, that's okay. Sorry. Number three for Sam was episode one of season two. And this is Dustin convincing Lucas uh, when the two of them were kind of fighting over Max and Dustin was convinced that Max was going to choose him because of his lovely teeth. That's right. She will not be able to resist these pearls. (laughs) I do. I do love that scene. Number two, Sam also had Mike's, if anyone asks where I am, I've left the country. So that said that a couple times now. And then number one was episode five of season four. And this is, Oh, this was a great bit with, with Steve and Dustin when they when they just get into the Creel house and Steve sees the clock. Why is this wizard obsessed with clocks? Maybe he's like a clockmaker or something? I think you cracked the case, Steve. Yes. I like this scene. Poor yeah. Steve. He's, he's trying so hard, guys. I know. Bless his heart. Right. Okay, next email is from Jordana. I think it's Jordana. Maybe it's Jordana. If I'm saying your name wrong, I apologize. But she sent in some, she says, in no particular order, as they are all so great. She also chose the one not able to resist these pearls. She said, I'm a big Star Wars fan and always have a special place in my heart for Chewie. Yes. Dustin does sound like Chewie when he does that. Um, She also chose season two, episode five. And it's Erica when Dustin's trying to get Lucas to answer his code red. I got a code for you instead. It's called code. Shut your mouth. And Jordana said, I'm a little sister. So her role brings back lots of memories with my big bro. Same. Yeah. Same. Um, Another one is season three, episode four. And it's Erica when she's talking to Robin. She's talking about the plan and what they should call it. Yes. You know what this half-baked plan of yours sounds like to me? Child endangerment. (laughs) And moving on, we've got season three, episode two. Max, when L asks where they're going as they head out to the mall. There's more to life than stupid Boise now. Jordana says, because this quote is timeless and it applies at any age, even in your 40s. So her number one, well, I'm assuming it's her number one. I'm sure. reading it as her number one. Season two, episode six, Murray, as he's kicking Nancy and Jonathan out. And if you need to reach me again, don't. <laughs> And Jordana says, because this is just how I feel sometimes. I feel that way all the time. I always feel like Kanye. When he tweeted that, Kanye West. And all he tweeted on Friday was, nobody talked to me till Monday. (laughs) And I think about that tweet a lot. Like a lot. (laughs) That's good. I like that. Okay, so I got one from my lovely wife, Holly. Number five for her was episode nine of season four. And this is when the California crew is at the gas station trying to figure out where they're going to go and what they're going to do and how to get Elle involved. And Argyle 
starts sizing up Elle and realizes that she will fit in the surfer boy mm -hmm. pizza dough freezer. I know of a magical place that has all you need, my brave little superpowered friend. That mind fight is on. Number four for Holly was season three, episode four. And this is Erica when Dustin, Robin, and Steve are in the Scoops Ahoy with her and they're trying to get her to join their mission. And Dustin asks her, you know, don't you love your country? And Erica. Yes. You can't spell America without Erica. Number three was season three, episode two. This is Robin when Dustin reunites with Steve at Scoops Ahoy. This is the, the clashing lightsabers bit when he comes back in and which, which was almost going to be a one-liner, but there's no real line there. They just kind of make sound effects noises. Right. But, but Robin stares at the whole thing and says very dryly. How many children are you friends with? Which is just, that was, that was, that's right up there with the dingus line for me. I like yes. That. I love season three, Robin. I wanted her to be the same in season four. I know, right? Number two for Holly was uh, the Callahan line about, uh, Max being kind of mean and number yes. one was Harrington's gutter don't you big boy so that don't was you big boy yes okay next email we have an email from Lucy and Lucy says hello Colin Whitney sorry if I spelled either of your names incorrectly my name is Lucy I am yet another 12 year old who listens to your podcast but I only live on the east coast of the U.S. Yes. lol that's totally <laughs> fine we're on the east coast right she says, I started watching Stranger Things towards the end of June and finished it in like two weeks. Yes, friend. Yes, that is yes. how you do it. Then there was a black hole of emptiness, but I saw this podcast again and binge listened to it. So I've been caught up for a long time waiting each week or every other week for an episode to come out. But once I had finished binge listening, I was like, oh no, another black hole in between episodes of the podcast and waiting for so long for season five. I'm going to be very shocked if I hear you guys talking about my email on the podcast along with all the other emails, but I hope I will. Guess well, Lucy, what? <laughs> you're here. We're talking about it. We're talking about your email. We got it. And she continues, I don't know if these are actually my top, my top five and if they're even in the order of which I like them most. So this is more like five of my favorite funny lines from Stranger Things. Sorry that this email is so long. I just want to express how thankful I am for this podcast and for you both. Thank you, your faithful listener, Lucy. Well, hey, bless Lucy. your heart, Lucy. We love it. We love a faithful listener. Bless your little heart. Bless your little. That is a very Kentucky thing to say. Mm -hmm. So, but it doesn't mean what some people. Some people use "bless your heart" as a mean as a way to as we, a way to say. We really mean it. Yeah. I truly mean it. So, anyways, here are Lucy's lines. Number five is season one, episode seven. Dustin and Mister Clark just before the curiosity door bit from earlier. Why don't we pick this up? Do you up know on... anything about sensory deprivation tanks? Specifically how to build one? Sensory deprivation? What, what is this for? Fun. Her number four was, if anyone asks where I am, I've left the country. Repeat. Number three was season two, episode nine, Hopper and L. Just before the bitchin' quote that we already mentioned, Hopper says... So what, we're just not going to talk about it, huh? About what? Oh, I don't know. I'm just curious, you know, why all of a sudden you look like some kind of MTV punk. It's a really sweet conversation, so that's really good. And her number two is America Without Erica. Number one is season four, episode seven. And Colin says this line all the time. <laughs> it's when <laughs> Justin and they're getting grilled by the cops and their parents after getting caught at Lover's Lake. And Dustin says, take a little swim. 
night swim? No, no, no night swim. No, no night swim. No night swim. That voice can't go just, that high. I know. <laughs> I need to revert back through puberty the other way. Oh so my can... gosh. Yes. <laughs> Excellent choices, Lucy. Okay, Ryan is up next. He actually threw in 10, but some of them are repeats. So we'll get go through these. Number 10 for Ryan was episode one of season three. And this is Lucas when Dustin asks if he's really going to fight the Demogorgon with only a slingshot. First of all, it's a wrist rocket. And second of all, the Demogorgon's not real. It's made up. But if there is something out there, I'm going to shoot it in the eye and blind it. Number nine was episode one of season four. This is... That's another one of great quotes. Steve, when he's talking to Robin about a certain scene in Fast Times at Richmond High and, and where it was paused. Boobies! Say boobies! Not a big deal, okay? I like boobies. You like boobies. Vicky likes boobies. Definitely. Number eight was another repeat of If Anyone Asks Where I Am, I've Left the Country. I think that's our, that's our big winner this week. I think so, too, which I, you know, I'm shocked. I thought it would be an Eddie quote. Yeah. Number seven, episode five of season three. This is Dustin after Steve knocks out the guard in the Russian base. Dude, you did it. You want to fight. Which is another good one. Number six was my the one I picked for Mike. I found the chocolate pudding. Number five mm-hmm. was she's our friends and she's crazy. Number four for Ryan was episode four of season three. And this is Dustin when Steve is trying to smush him up into the air vents at the mm-hmm. mall and it's just not working you know he's got no bones like gumbo right touch my butt i don't care come on or push it <laughs> number three was america without erica number two was robin's how many children are you friends with and then number one was better censor it <laughs> number one was episode three of season four and this is this was almost, I actually had this as an honorable mention until I saw that Ryan had it. And then I, I took it off to let Ryan have it. Yeah. But so this is Steve when they're in the trailer park and Robin and Nancy are heading off for Penhurst, and Steve is left behind with Dustin and Max, this whole, this whole bit. Wipe your feet. On the outside, not the inside. Always the babysitter. Always the goddamn babysitter. <laughs> Our next email is from Evie, which I love because I say every week that's my daughter's name. So it says, this is Evie. I'm nine years old and I wanted to submit my choice for funniest one-liner. I like the part in season four, episode two, when Argo and Jonathan are hitting golf balls and talking about Nancy and Argo gets fed up and sends Jonathan back for whatever reason, back to the van. And Argo says, got me stressed out. It's not even my girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> which is hilarious it's season four episode two yeah she also says i also wanted to share with you that i went with my mom and sister to stranger con recently in illinois and took pictures with caleb mclaughlin gabriella pizzolo and dacre montgomery i also did a meet and greet with dacre he answered questions with thought put into them he was also very nice on the panel they also had the actors who played tin young henry creel tommy h heather and barb the best part for me was when Caleb answered my question. I asked him if he preferred the ship name Lumax or Mucus. He laughed and said <laughs> Lumax as a title and Mucus as a joke. <laughs> okay, so next one is from Kathy and Willow. Willow is the one that has written the ongoing saga of the Demo Baby and the mm-hmm. Demo Gordon. So I actually sent Kathy an email and wanted to know if there was any kind of update. Yeah. 
I'm waiting. Story, Bated we're breath. Waiting, we're waiting for chapter two. So um, Kathy wrote back and said, Dear Colin and Whitney, thank you for your email. It was just the spur on that Willow needed. Please find the attached up-to-date story. If you had forgotten in the story, Adam is the boy who was called to the Mind Flayer in season three. This is what you always mention, Whitney, the, the little kid that was at the yes. barbecue. Yeah. There is still a way to go in the story, and I feel who knows what will happen next. Willow certainly doesn't. <laughs> so here we go in the latest installment of the Demogorgon family by Willow. In the morning, the Demogorgon family was about to have breakfast. What are we having, Dad? Can we have Bob? Asked the baby Demogorgon. We still have Barb, answered Dad. Okay, I have to go to school. At school, baby Demogorgon met his friends, Fleshy Mind Flayer, Demobat, and Mind Flayed Billy. The bell was rung by the head teacher, Mr. Vecna. They went to one of the classrooms. The teacher was Mr. Shadow Mindflayer, Fleshy's dad. The timetable was full today. There were lessons in how to hunt, how to rip your faces off, how to eat properly, how to rip through dimensions, and then lunch. At lunchtime, they had packed lunch. Baby Demogorgon had a bit of barb. Fleshy had an Adam kebab. Mindflayed Billy had a Heather sandwich, and Demobat had Eddie Panini. Then- Oh my! <laughs> then, Suddenly a hole came into the school. It was a Russian laser. Oh no, they yelled, but the hole shut again. Hooray, they cheered. And they went home. I mean, are I you mean, kidding me with this? I mean, this uh, is- uh, it, It's amazing. <laughs> it's so awesome. It is so great. I love it. I want more. I do keep, feel for Adam. Keep going, Willow. We need the, we need the whole, the whole yes. shebang. Keep going. Take your time though, if you need it, but- Yes, please. But we are so excited for it. So then we have Willow and Kathy's uh, lines. So Willow's were episode one of season three, Robin, after Steve ditches his hat in his effort to flirt with the customers and Robin. Oh my God, you're a whole new man. Right? <laughs> Number two for Willow was episode one of season four, Dustin, after Max asked about getting that cool Hellfire Club t-shirt and if she could join the club and everything. And then Dustin realizes what she was doing. You're being sarcastic. I like that. That whole bit was great, but I guess yes. it's, not, it's not really one liner, but that was a good one from Willow. No, I agree. Episode nine of season four. And this was Elle when she sees Hopper's hair. And this is, again, she had said the bitchin' bit. And then Kathy wrote in, I think Willow likes the idea of swearing, but not the actual swearing <laughs> herself. <laughs> Next one was episode one of season three, Robin, when Steve reads her whiteboard tally and says, yeah, he can read. And Robin responds. Since when? Kathy says Willow really loves Robin. So everything she says is pretty much gold. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And the last one was for Willow, episode three of season three, Max, when she and Elle are playing spin the bottle and they want to spin it again. And Elle was asking if it was against the rules. And Max said, we make our own rules. And Kathy says this has become a bit of a catchphrase for Will me and Willow now. So yeah. Oh yeah. Out of context. That's a that's a great, you know, standard. Yeah. Point. So yeah. And then Kathy sent in hers. Her first one was your line yes. about nothing being wrong with Nana. She says she's, I nothing love the way Hopper wrong says with this. Yeah. Next one was episode five of season three. Joyce getting really fed up with Murray when they're trying to get the answers from Alexei. We have had a very long day. We have been shot at, nearly blown up, walked God knows how many miles in a hundred degree heat, stole a car, all while being chased by this gigantic 
psychopath. Also, we could bring him to you because somehow you're the closest person who speaks Russian, which I can't believe. But that doesn't matter because unfortunately we're here. So if you don't mind, put that thing away. Stop behaving like a jackass and ask him what he's doing that's making my maggots fall off my damn fridge. Kathy says the way she says this is brilliant. I actually cut off the final please in that line because I think it lessens the impact and takes away from the amazingness of how bullshy Joyce is being. And I actually looked up bullshy and it's like a it's like a slang term for like kind of courageous and outspoken and you oh know, yeah. Is that an American slang term? I, I can't I don't think it is. Next one was episode four of season one, Mr. Clark and the kids, when he sees L before the assembly, they run into each other in the hall and, and the whole interchange was was really good. Where are you from, exactly? Bad place. Sweden. I have a lot of Swedish family. She hates it there. Cold. Sub-zero. And Kathy says the shake of Elle's head and her tone are perfect in this. Next is the repeat of Dustin, She's Our Friend and She's Crazy, which Kathy says is one of her husband's favorite lines, too. And her last one was episode four of season four. And this was Nancy and Robin after they got back in the car after they ran away this from Pennhurst. This is a really, this is a really great line. You really are weird, runner. And then Kathy goes on to say, if you ever do an episode on E.T. as an influence, we can also contribute, as I took Willow to see it in the cinema for its anniversary release. Willow found it entrancing, and then we both wept a lot. In the meantime, keep up the fantastic work. Regards, Kathy, 43 and three quarter years, and Willow, eight and three quarter years. Well... Kathy, I hate to break your heart, but I cannot stand EC. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a huge fan either. I re- I'm really not. It scarred me as a child, and I cannot. St- I don't think I've watched it, like you said, in 30 years. Yeah, I. I mean, I, I appreciate its influence on Stranger Things, but yeah, I'm not a. I'm not yeah, a huge, I think I'm I showed Evie. I think I showed Evie once when she was little, and we were both like. She was like, this is terrible. And I was like, yes, it is. But now you can say you've seen it. Next one is from Lad. Says, hello again, Colin and Whitney. These are my five one-liners for Stranger Things in no particular order. First one was episode nine of season four, L, when Max asked about how she got to her in the Upside Down to fight Vecna. I piggybacked from a pizza dough freezer. I remember liking that one too. I thought that was a really good one when I heard it the first time. Oh yeah, I piggybacked here from a pizza dough freezer. Next was the repeat of Dustin's little, little, <laughs> night, little night sweet. <laughs> Next one was episode four, season episode six of season four. And this is Joyce when she and Murray are trying to scare Yuri after the plane crash and they're kind of going back and forth with them. Bears. Also from that episode, Lad said um, the line that Argyle had when he was when the gang was trying to convince Susie that the coordinates were somehow related to a new game console that they were trying to band together to get for Dustin. American Tendo. And Lad's last one was episode five of season four when Will starts singing the never-ending story and Argyle clues into what exactly he he was singing. (laughs) Never-ending story. That scared the shit out of me. The nothing, man. That's some proper existential shit right there, dude. Lad says, that's my list. I also wanted to know if you considered the bullies on Halloween in season two, a reference to the Karate Kid. Thanks. I think so. And I think that was a pretty, when the, you know, the, trick, or, the, the trick or treat freak bit. Yeah, but I'm trying to think of what specifically. Oh, because they're dressed like the skeletons. Yeah. Are they? 
No, it could have been. It, I, I, I don't. It, well, that's I don't what think it, the that's what the Cobra Kai people dress like, isn't it? Yeah, they were skeletons. I don't think it's an obvious weird. one. It may have been kind of influenced by it, certainly. So yeah, that or may it just like that was a very stereotypical bully yeah. in the eighties. Yeah, I mean that was like I mean that was pretty common, right? So kids were mean. Then Lad wraps up with a PS saying. I want Harriet to know that I am dying to know what her music dinner costume looks like. Which leads us to... Well, lad, you're in luck. Because our next email is from Harriet. And she gave us, ever an overachiever, her top 10 one-liners. She said it was too physically hard to do five, so I picked 10 as per usual. We expect nothing less, Harriet. Number 10 was a repeat with Steve's always the babysitter. Harriet writes a gym. If Steve dies in season five, my besties and I have made a pact that we will boycott Netflix and delete our accounts. Yes. Me and Whitney and Sean Levy too. Yep. We're all going to quit. We're all going to leave. And with Netflix and the situation they're in these days, they need all those subscribers they can get. Right. Anyways. Number nine is also repeat is Robin's. Hey, Dingus, your children are here. She says, we love Robin. And again, my friends have pledged we will sue the Duffers for utilizing the barrier gaze trope if she's killed off. I, She said, my bestie is watching it for the first time. She's only halfway through season two, but she already loves Robin from the clips I made her watch ahead of time. I would be willing to bet money, Harriet, that Robin is safe. I, they're not. Yeah. They're not going to. No. They're not going to take her out. Okay, number eight is repeat. It's Mike's. If anyone asks where I am, I've left the country. Not the biggest fan of Mike. What? Everyone in my group hates him passionately. This line is iconic. Why do people hate Mike? I don't oh. I don't love him as much as I like other characters, but he's not as bad as like Will. Yeah. <laughs> Will. Will is number one least liked on our show. The, the, the truth Just... is the truth is coming out. <laughs> Okay, um, number seven is season three, episode one, and it is Steve greeting the high school girls at Scoops Ahoy. And you guys know this line. Ahoy, ladies. I didn't see you there. Would you guys like to set sail on this ocean of flavor with me? I'll be your captain. I'm Steve Harrington. You hear it every episode. She says, yeah. I wonder where this quote is used. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this was obviously Whitney and I both number one, but you know. Yeah, it, we it couldn't. given, so yeah. Yes. So number six is season four, episode five, Murray confronting Yuri on the plane. And he does his little. My fingers are like arrows. My arms like iron. My feet like spears. Resist and I will end you. But turn this plane around and I will spare your life. And Harriet says, we love a dramatic king. He was clearly in drama club at school. I also feel like that people that get really into karate or like they teach them those types of chants. Like mantras. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh-huh. Maybe that's me generalizing. I don't know. Her number five is season four, episode six, Max, Robin, and Steve at Skull Rock talking about how they'll get Vecna. Now we just need to sneak into his lair in the upside down and drive a stake through his heart. If he even has a heart. A stake? Is he like a vamp? Is he a vampire? It was a metaphor. Harriet says it may not be the best, but stuck out to me with maybe a hint of foreshadowing. To be clear, I am not a Kaz theorist. Good, Harriet. We'd have to have a talk if you were. 
She said, I had to talk my friend down from that pillar a few days ago. Been there, sister. I talked a few <laughs> people down from that ledge. Yes. Eddie's not Kaz. Okay. But there were several Eddie's as Kaz at Comic-Con. Oh, costume people. Yeah. Yeah. They had like combined the two. So he had like wings and stuff. No, oh, I'm sure. Yep. Yes. Her number four was a repeat. It was Hopper's mornings are for coffee and contemplation. One of the best season one lines. Yes. Season one, Hopper's the best. Yep. The best. Her number three is season one, episode one. Steve trying to talk and see the letting come over to quote unquote study. I'm fine through your window. She won't even know I'm there. I'm stealthy. Oh, like a ninja. And she says, we love Father Steve, even if he was kind of a D-bag that season. If you'll remember, we had our uh, douchebag meter Yeah, douchebag meter yep. Yeah, for Steve in season one. Number two is a repeat. It was Erica's. You can't spell America without Erica. She said, I've tried. You end up with am. Not ideal. <laughs> <laughs> she is so funny. I love she that. cracks me up. Our number <sighs> one is also a repeat but it is robin and steve's boobies chatter whenever my cousins and i watched this episode we just yelled the lines at the tv we're, we're probably too obsessed never <laughs> never nope. also i heard your question about my costume as the theme was to dress up as an iconic song i've decided to kind of go as the essence of a puppet master i've already asked my friend for her marionette dolls all i need to do is my actual costume and learn how to work marionettes and we have another email from Harry that says, hi, Colin and Whitney. I was listening to your latest episode about Jaws. I didn't rewatch it before this. I'm such a horror wimp. I got scared watching Soul Surfer for crying out loud. Soul Surfer is scary. <laughs> it is kind of girl scary. Gets her, her girl gets her arm bitten off. And it's real life. So, yeah. And I heard about Ellie's friendship request, which I have officially added to my favorite things. My dear friend, Ellie, I'm assuming we'll be friends. You have great taste in TV and podcasts. I would absolutely love to be your email slash pen pal buddy. In other news, my Hellfire t-shirt arrived. I'm using it in my music dinner costume. Mom ordered a black t-shirt style, which I'm loving. The dinner is on the 14th of October. Anyways, I'm very excited for the next episode. Going to email in then. I've got math homework to do. So I will see you soon. Lots of love, guys. Ellie included. Harriet. And finally, we have, da, 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 we have the email that included Ellie's pictures to her music dinner theater and it says hi Colin and Whitney officially two more days until music dinner very excited got all the pieces today and now all we have to worry about is getting all of it done in four hours you got this girl it'll be a race I just found out a bunch of my friends are also going as oldish themed songs like Queen Boy George and some Cindy Lauper love Harriet so you guys can see the photo of Harriet we're going to blur her face out just for safety precautions but you can see what she wore and it's adorable but I do have to say the marionette is a little creepy Harriet I know you didn't, <laughs> you didn't want to see, puppets so it's okay so, I mean it's it's fitting but it also I wouldn't want that thing in the bedroom with me at night like sitting in my bedroom watching me yes and Ellie we will get you and Harriet hooked up with each other so that we will we will make that happen and then also we got an email just before we sat down to record this and it was Sam from earlier and Sam mm-hmm. says just to let you know please tell Ellie and Harriet that I would like to join their scoops away friend group I also just turned 12, so I'm qualified to join <laughs> the 12-year-old friend group, LOL. So, Sam, okay. Ellie, Harriet. I think we have a plan for you guys. What would you guys think about me and Colin starting a Discord server that is strictly for Scoops Ahoy people? And it will be, you know, we'll have like the link where you guys can access it and we'll be moderators. So 
at least there's an adult around to moderate things. Right. We're both parents, so it's not going to get out of hand or anything. But I mean, anybody that listens is free to join. But as if you guys want us to do something like that, where you guys can chat about all things, stranger things, scoops, or whatever, just your 12 year old lives, whatever, let us know. And I will get that set up for you guys to join and be buddies. So you don't have to worry about messing with, you know, separate emails or anything like that. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Last email. We'll wrap this up. This is from Kayleen says, hello, my name is Kayleen B. Armknecht. It's German. You win 10 boxes of Eggos if you pronounce it right. I think it's Armknecht. So we'll see. It's been bastardized in the American one. It's like Armknecht. A lot Mm -hmm. of, but I think the, the real German and Kayleen can, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's more Armknecht. It's like kind of a subtle K and it's more I. So it's Knecht. Okay. I think, but we'll see. Says, I started listening to your podcast not too long ago. Wanted to let you know that it brings me constant joy. I'm on season three, episode eight of y'all's show. I just have to say, I'm so glad that you guys love Robin because if I didn't, if you didn't, I might have to quit the podcast. Well, you're saying, oh no, we love Robin. Absolutely. Unfortunately, it's too late to submit any of my superlatives for season four, but just wanted to know that for season five, you'll get some of my very best for every single episode. I love the Colin moments. They are the best part of each episode. I do agree with Whitney that Rob and Stephen Hopper are the best. I know that we have at least two years until the newest season releases. I know. And she says, I'll be a senior in high school then. So sad. So I was curious if y'all are still going to post every week until then, or would you guys take a break? Are you guys going to do some episodes on the books of Stranger Things? I know they are canon. Some of them are. And some even have companion podcasts as well. You also could do superlatives for all of Stranger Things, like MVP for the whole run and best Mm -hmm. line for the whole run. I think that would be fun for one episode. Another superlative y'all could do would be the best scene or scenario. And then Kayleen also mentioned she's ecstatic to be showing her love for Stranger Things as Halloween with her best group costumes ever. So this is a list of what her and her friends are going as. So she's going as Robin. Her little middle brother is going as Dustin. Her best friend is uh, his best friend is going as Lucas. His little sister is going as Erica. Kayleen's smallest brother is going as a Demogorgon. Her best friend is going as Eddie. Her dog is going as a Demogorgon. And her other <laughs> best friend is going as Steve. So, I mean, can you imagine like this group of... I would love it. It would be so awesome. They showed up at your house. It'd be amazing. Yes. yes. And we would love to see a picture, Kayleen. And we don't, we don't yes. have to post it or anything, but we would love to see one if, if you could... If you snap, feel comfortable sending it to us, we yep. would love it. Yep. And then she says, I also included some fan art, which we will post a link to so you guys can see it on our socials. For Witchtober Day, you turn fictional characters into witches, and she actually did a drawing of Erica as a witch, and it is great. And we will post that it to you guys. It is. And Kayleen says, all the best, Robin Buckley 2.0. Oh, I love so, it. So that oh. does it for that. I did want to mention one last thing. and I don't know if you guys, probably a lot of you guys have already seen it, but there was one particular YouTube video of a like a super stellar halloween lights display and i'm going to post a link to that too and they play some of the music and it's got the dancing lights things going so if you haven't seen it check it out we'll post that on our socials as well our next episode will not be until november 3rd but kathy willow listen up we're gonna do et it's on peacock if you want to watch it or you can rent it on prime and while i might not love it i love our audience so we're going to do it. We're going to do an influence episode on, on ET. I'm going to make my way through it. And then we were also thinking, would you guys like to do a trivia episode where you guys could each email in a trivia question about the show to me and Colin, like just label them like Colin 
blah, blah, blah. Trivia question for Whitney, blah, blah, blah. And we'll read them to each other on the show and see if we get them right. If that is something you're interested in doing, be sure to email us at scoopsahoypod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook at scoopsahoypod. As always, I want to thank everybody for listening. So if you like this podcast, leave us a review, especially on Apple iTunes, because that helps us get in front of other potential listeners like yourself. And you could find more people that want to join the 12-year-old Scoops Ahoy Pod Club. You never know. That's right. Anyways, I want to thank everybody for listening and I hope you tune in next time. Thanks guys. Bye. Bye. Stranger Things audio clips and official score are the property of Netflix. Incidental music by Blue Mount Score from Pixabay.